First Chronicles chapter 8, verse 1. And Benjamin begot Bela his firstborn, and Ashbel the second, and Ara the third. 2. Noah the fourth, and Rapha the fifth. In First Chronicles chapter 7 and First Chronicles chapter 8, you get a totally different account of Benjamin's family names. But there's a couple of things to remember. Obviously, somebody made a mistake somewhere in the genealogy, whether it's in chapter 7, chapter 8, or both chapters. But Ezra was apparently the one who wrote it down. He is a minor prophet, and there's the book of Ezra that we're going to read before we get to the New Testament. But he apparently wrote it down in his time, but he based it on all the information that he was given from different writings that he collected. Since he didn't know which writings were most accurate, he just wrote down everything that he had. He conglomerated all of the information he received and put it there. The one thing we know for certain, without any doubt, is that Bella was the firstborn son of Benjamin. After that, it gets confusing because chapter 7 and chapter 8 contradict each other. But we can also be very sure that some of the people listed as Bella's brothers in chapter 7 may have actually been his sons in chapter 8. The scribe wasn't sure who was a brother or a son or an uncle, for instance, but he just wrote it down as it was given him because he himself couldn't research it and find out what the truth was. You would think that because of oral culture, meaning the family stories, that he would be able to figure it out. But since it wasn't his particular family, that could explain why he couldn't figure it out, because he had never heard the stories. He only had scraps of parchment to look at. So we definitely don't have the totally correct lineage on Benjamin, but we do know that Bella was his firstborn son and that all the names we read in chapter 7 and 8 are either brothers or grandsons or nephews. We're just not 100% sure where they fit. So in chapter 8, it's going to say that Benjamin had five sons, Bella being the firstborn. And in chapter 7, it told us that Benjamin had three sons, with Bella being the firstborn. So it's going to sound different, but at least we know all these people were related to Benjamin, and Bella was definitely his firstborn. And the ones in chapter 7 were warriors. The ones in chapter 8 are not necessarily warriors. So it could also be that in chapter 7, less people were listed because it was only listing the warriors in that tribe. And now in chapter 8, it's just listing everybody it can find who's associated with that tribe. 7. Noah the fourth and Rapha the fifth. Those are the other two sons who it says are sons of Benjamin, along with Bela, Ashbel, and Ara. And Bela had sons, Adar and Gera and Abihud. 4. And Abishua and Naaman and Ahoa. 5. And Gera and Shephufen and Huram. Chapter 8 is saying that Bela had nine sons, which means he would have had multiple wives. In chapter 7, it only listed five sons of Bella, and they had different names. So I'm wondering if in chapter 7 those are just the warriors, and maybe in chapter 8 it's all the other sons who weren't warriors, which would mean that Bella actually had 14 sons altogether, and that's possible if he had multiple wives, which we can be pretty sure he did. 
6. And these are the sons of Ehud. These are the heads of fathers' houses of the inhabitants of Geba, and they were carried captive to Mehanath. They were carried captive because of the sins in that area that were going on, and God allowed them to be carried captive as prisoners of war by the pagans. Ehud was from the tribe of Benjamin, but he was from a different branch. And chapter 8 doesn't explain what branch in the tribe he's from. And that's because whoever wrote this down didn't know. 7. And Naaman and Ahijah and Gera were they that carried them captive. And he begot Uzzah and Ahihud. There's a disconnect because it doesn't explain who actually was the father of Uzzah and Ahihud. But they're somehow related to Ehud. That's all that I can tell. 8. And Shaharem begot children in the field of Moab after he had sent them away, to wit, Hushim and Bara his wives. Shuharim lived in the area of the Moabites. He must have taken a field away from them in battle, and his two wives were Hushim and Bara. 9. He begot of Hodesh his wife, Jobab and Zibiah, and Mesha and Malcolm. He had another wife named Hodesh, who had those four sons. 10. And Jeez and Sakai and Mirmah, these were his sons, heads of father's houses. The sons from his wife Hodesh were seven. 11. And of Hushim he begot Abitub and Elpal. His wife Hushim gave him Abitub and Elpal. 12. And the sons of Elpal were Eber and Misham and Shemed, who built Ono and Lod with the towns thereof. Elpal, who is the son of Shaharim, he had three sons, and those three sons built the two towns of Ono and Lod plus all of the villages around them. 13. And Bariah and Shema, who were heads of fathers' houses of the inhabitants of Ijalon, who put to fight the inhabitants of Gath. The Gathites are going to be pagans, and Bariah and Shema fought them. This Bariah and Shema are both sons of Elpal. Shaharim had a complicated life. He married Moabites. When we get to the book of Ezra, we're going to read about the time when God actually told some of the Israelite men to divorce their wives, and that was because they had married pagan wives, and the pagan wives were teaching them paganism. They had to separate from those women in order to get right with God, because as long as they lived with those wives, they would continue practicing paganism, which involves perverted sex, torture, and murder of children, and a bunch of other terrible things. So they had to separate from those women because the women weren't going to repent. That was how they were raised. That was their lifestyle. And they weren't going to change. See, the men were never supposed to marry those women in the first place. They had sinned by marrying them. Then God told them to divorce the women and to send the children away as well because mothers have an intense effect on their own children. Those children were also pagans. And that probably was never going to change because of the influence of their mothers. Those Israelite men with tears divorced their wives. They actually were in love with their wives and their children, but they had to separate from them and they had to give them full divorces. Now, in some churches, they teach that God does not allow divorce, and this isn't true. We'll talk about it more later, but divorce is sometimes required in the Bible. 
And when that one verse where it says God hates divorce, he isn't actually saying that. He's saying that he hates separation because separation causes adultery. When you leave somebody, you need to leave them outright. Don't separate and then each party commit adultery. That's what God hates is adultery. He also hates it when a woman isn't given a certificate of divorce so that she can remarry. And that was what God was saying when he said, I hate separation. He didn't say, I hate divorce. Now, obviously, divorce is not good and it's not his plan, but sometimes it's absolutely necessary. Shehirim had two pagan wives. They were Moabitess women, Moabites. That was Hushim and Bara. So he had children from them, but he had to leave them and divorce them. And then he married Hodesh, who was an Israelite woman, and he had children with her. This chapter is telling us about all of his children, not just his children with Hodesh, but also his Moabite children that he was separated from. In verse 14, we're now learning about more of the sons of Shehirim. In verses 14 and 16, they could be grandsons of Hushim. 14, and Ahio, Sheshek, and Jeremoth. 15, and Zebediah, and Ared, and Eder. 16, and Michael, and Ishpah, and Joha were the sons of Bariah. 17, and Zebediah, and Meshulam, and Hiki, and Heber. 18, and Ishmerari, and Islai, and Jobab were the sons of Elpal. So it looks like Bariah had more sons from Hishim, but Elpal, who is Bariah's son, had the children in verse 17 and 18. 17. And Zebediah and Meshulam and Hiki and Heber, 18. And Ishmerai and Isliah and Jobab were the sons of Elpal, 19. And Jachim and Zikri and Zabdi, 20. And Elienai and Zelethai and Eliel, 21, and Adiah and Bariah and Shimrath were the sons of Shimi. Shimi had nine sons, but it doesn't tell us where Shimi is in the line of Benjamin. We just know that he's in the tribe of Benjamin. But now it's going to tell us who the children of Shashak were, and Shashak was one of the children of Bariah. So we're going to read about Sheshek's children now. 22, and Ishpan, and Eber, and Eliel. 23, and Abdon, and Zikri, and Hanan. 24, and Hananiah, and Elam, and Antholiah. 25, and Iphdiah, and Penuel were the sons of Sheshek. And now in the next two verses, it's going to tell us who were the sons of Jeroham but it doesn't say how Jeroham is connected in the tribe of Benjamin, although he is. 26, and Shamsherai, and Shahariah, and Athaliah. 27, and Jerishiah, and Elijah, and Zikri were the sons of Jeroham. Earlier in the Bible, it said that the prophet Elijah was a Tishbite, and Tishbi was in the territory of Gad, so a lot of people assume that he was from the tribe of Gad. But remember, sometimes the prophets wandered around from place to place because they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So he may not have been from the tribe of Gad just because he lived in their territory. 
Also, prophets would go and visit kings and proclaim things to them from the Lord. So prophets traveled a lot. He was a Tishbite, which means he was from Tishbe, but that doesn't mean that he was of that tribe. In this chapter, it seems to say that Elijah was from the tribe of Benjamin, which is very plausible. He could have been a Benjamite who lived in the territory of Gad. 28. These were the heads of fathers' houses throughout their generations, chief men. These dwelt in Jerusalem. 29. And in Gibeon, there dwelt the father of Gibeon, Jael, whose wife's name was Maka. Jael had a wife named Maka. 30. And his firstborn son was Abdon, and Zur, and Kish, and Baal, and Nadab. 31. And Geder, and Ahio, and Zechar. He has eight sons altogether, and since one of them is named Baal, I believe he practiced paganism. 32. And Mikloth begot Shimea, and they also dwelt with their brethren in Jerusalem over against their brethren. Isn't that interesting? It says they dwelt with their brethren over against their brethren, and I think that might mean they're on a different side of Jerusalem. It's hard to say what that means, but it's talking about their location, where they were exactly. Milkoth begot Shimea. I'm assuming Milkoth could have been a wife of Jael, just like Maka was his wife, but I'm not sure. Again, when Ezra or whatever scribe put this together, he was just conglomerating all of the information he had without being able to do the research and see how all the dots connected. 33. And Ner begot Kish, and Kish begot Saul, and Saul begot Jonathan, and Malkishua, and Abinadab, and Eshbaal. This entire chapter has been all about the tribe of Benjamin, and we know Saul was the first king of Israel, and he was from the tribe of Benjamin. This mentions his son Jonathan, who was a great friend of King David, and Jonathan was a righteous man who died young in battle. But Saul also had three other sons who are listed here. 34. And the son of Jonathan was Meribal, and Meribal begot Micah. Meribal means he who opposes Baal. And Jonathan was a righteous man, so his son was against the demon Baal. And his grandson was Micah. 35. And the sons of Micah were Piloth and Melech and Tereah and Ahaz. 36. And Ahaz begot Jehoiada, and Jehoiada begot Elameth, and Asmaveth, and Zimri, and Zimri begot Moza. Zimri was a great warrior. 37. And Moza begot Binia, Rapha his son, Eliasa his son, Azel his son. Which means Azel was Zimri's great-great-great-grandson. 38. And Azel had six sons, whose names are Azrakim, Bokru, and Ishmael, and Shariah, and Obadiah, and Hanan. All these were the sons of Azel. 39. And the sons of Eshek, his brother. Azel must have had a brother named Eshek, but it didn't list Eshek as being one of Binia's sons, so I'm not sure how they're connected. But Eshek had Ulam his firstborn, Jehish the second, and Eliphalet the third. King David also had a son named Eliphalet, but this is a different Eliphalet because this one is from the tribe of Benjamin, and King David was from the tribe of Judah. 
40. And the sons of Ulam were mighty men of valor, archers, and had many sons, and sons' sons, 150. Ulam, who is the son of Eshek, who is possibly the brother of Binia, had many sons and 150 grandsons. There's a whole lot of wives in there. All these were the sons of Benjamin. And that concludes First Chronicles chapter 8.